<laughs> Put your best smile on for this episode. I was going to say when I said ready to go, ready to go to bed. <laughs> to bed. Yes. To sleep. We're going to be sleepy hosts today. But, you know, probably not because we have so much to talk about. We do. We actually have a lot of information this time. <laughs> I did almost have a panic attack just now, though, because I looked at the clock and I thought it said one forty-five. Oh no, no, no! It's eleven forty-five. Also, I'm sorry if throughout this recording you hear a low hum of my portable air conditioning. I can't hear it unless hey. you talk, in which case it's like a whistle, but it's okay. Okay, well, we're just gonna have to deal with it because we'll take it. You know, Florida. at least you're not in an 80 degree apartment anymore. No, I'm actually pretty comfortable right now. It's actually kind of cold. So how nice. Very nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting underneath an electric blanket. What a crazy. <laughs> We're only one state away. Literally just like six hours difference. Anyway, this is Haunted or Hoax. And I am Kristen. And I am Jennifer. And this week we went over to the UK again. And we are discussing Pendle Hill, which is like not an actual house or anything. It's an area. Have you heard of this before? No. I hadn't either. So I was surprised when they were like, it's one of the most famous witch trials. And I was like, since when? No. Um, I think that we're just, we are just American. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say Americans and hyper fixated on Salem. So, and these actually happened first. And I feel like I've have I've heard of witch trials in the UK that happened like before Salem. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't want to say how I know <laughs> or how I heard about them. It has to do with Harry Potter and just oh nerdiness. So we'll just not address it. But <laughs> I have heard of witch trials and read about them. In the context of being in the UK and being way before the Salem ones, but I had never heard of Pendle Hill. But we're in for a doozy, I think. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. The story and the hill. The hill is not a hill. I mean, it is a hill, but it's like a village, right? Kind of. Well, mm-hmm. you'll tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping in the gun. Let's talk about uh, ghosts first. Yeah, tell me about the spooky stuff. Yeah, so Pendle Hill is actually notorious more for its witchcraft and worshipping the devil, but witches are said to haunt the buildings and villages because witches can be ghosts too. It's double whammy. Uh, Visitors have reported feeling anger when visiting the grounds, and local people even fear discussing the events during the witch trial so as to not anger the witch ghosts. Wow, so it still, like, lingers. Yeah. Yeah. People are kind of hush-hush about it, apparently. Hmm. Uh, Pendle Hill has been featured on a show called Most Haunted, which is, I guess, like, the UK's version of Ghost Hunters, although I think there is a Ghost Hunters UK, but uh, it's hosted mainly by this girl, this woman named Yvette. Uh, and I have a, mm, I have a clip from, from it. I watched a little bit on what I could find on YouTube, and it's it's a pretty good show. It said there were several other TV shows that have featured this place, but all I saw and all I found was Most Haunted. So if there's another like you know BBC special thing that people know about that I don't tell me because I would still like to like watch watch it for sure. Mm-hmm. It apparently members of the television crews have reported being hurt. Some even said they had unseen hands strangle them at locations in Pendle Hill. A medium called Derek Acora reported contacting a, an Elizabeth De- Device, which who was apparently one of the accused witches. Hmm. Elizabeth told Derek that there were nine more spirits in the, the current room that he had been in, and none of the spirits wanted the crew present. Local so people- then it's time to leave. Yeah, and so go. They told you get out. Get out. Um, local people say that they don't like visiting the hill at night due to like strange goings-ons, like disembodied footsteps and sightings of shadowy figures darting around at night. There 
are also besides stories of witches being the spirits that haunt Pendle Hill. There's also investigators who have reported contacting children and the ghosts of those who have committed suicide in the area. I don't know if you have any of that in your research, but apparently those people are still hanging around Pendle Hill as well. Most Haunted does have a child spirit that they try to contact. So Also, there are um, stories of aircraftsmen who have landed there after their airplanes were bombed in the war. They never specify which war. <laughs> I'm assuming like World War II, World War One, but their spirits still linger i guess because that's where they crash landed and sadly died Hmm. on occasion so i got this from the ghost hunt uk they actually run a pendle hill ghost hunt and on occasion they use can you guess ouija boards yes they use ouija boards to experiment during their ghost hunts and ghost overnight ghost tours, which I don't think you should do that because ghost tours they're doing it with a group of people. Well, they do like overnight ghost tours, like the ghost hunt ghost tour slash thing where they do yeah. like a whole ghost tour and then they do like a little ghost hunt hunt as well. That's wild that they're doing it with a group of strangers. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's even more wild because they did this one time at the foundations of Malkin Tower in mm-hmm. Pendle Hill, and a tooth landed on the center of the table. Not a tooth. This, of course, shocked everybody. And they obviously- everybody like check their mouth to yes, make sure. <laughs> they did. They actually did. They obviously checked to ensure that nobody had lost a tooth in the group, which was definitely human they like they examined this tooth they had no idea how it got there apparently they took it in for investigation and it was confirmed to be an adult around 40 years of age and the tooth was in fact old (laughs) and all i can (laughs) okay so ouija boards are nothing to mess with right they're spooky they're bad juju like bad karma even if you don't really believe in the stuff just like i don't just don't do it like I feel like you're just gonna get bad luck but I do I did have this like funny image of my head of like everybody really concentrating on the Ouija board and like one of the ghost tour runners just like pulling this old tooth out of his pocket and being like like just throwing it up and like being like oh my god like where'd that come from (laughs) did you guys feel the teeth somebody's throwing things So, I mean, I'm not saying that happened. Like, also, like, that's kind of creepy and weird that you just have, like, an old tooth in your pocket. But, yeah. So, they were messing with the Ouija board and they had a tooth land in the center of the table. I just like to trace, like, the origin of these happenings. Like, I know we've talked about it before on other episodes, but, like, say Supernatural. Where did the tooth come from? Is it like just like the flies? Like instead of bam flies, we're gonna go back to like bam teeth. Like they just appear. It came from their tooth box. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe they like pulled it from their grave. They're like, here, have this. Uh, like it just like roots itself up from the dirt. I mean, that or they have you know like the bell witch. Two little boys just find a skull and decide to play with it, and then. Tooth it's actually out. it's actually the same tooth it's just like been traveling the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the nervous giggle <laughs> no i'm just thinking of the sisterhood of the traveling tooth like <laughs> just <laughs> it's got its little sunglasses on for the boat ride <laughs> it's gonna be an adventure of its lifetime it's a coming age story of this old old tooth started uh, as a small baby tooth <laughs> grew into a wisdom tooth (laughs) i mean i don't know i just when ghosts are throwing around body parts even if it's a tooth maybe just like don't fuck with it i don't know you i mean they are witches as well they're witch ghosts so Mm -hmm. maybe they like carry on their magic onto the afterlife that could be a thing that's the logic i found so some of the guaranteed uh witch ghosts that you will get activity from on Pendle Hill. 
are Elizabeth Southerns, Elizabeth Device, James and Allison Device, Anne Whittle, and at Anne Redfern. And they have like these like weird like AKA like Elizabeth Southerns. It says in parentheses AKA Demdike. Dem yeah Demdike. And then Elizabeth Device, daughter of Demdike, grandchildren of Demdike. And then Anne Whittle is Chaddix. And Anne Redfern is daughter of Chaddix. And I have no idea what that means. I don't know if that's like their witch names or I ha- like there was no explanation given. It was just. I think those are like their known names to the town. Oh. Like Anne Whittle, known as Chaddix. Her daughter, like her literal daughter, is Anne Redfern. That's why she's known as daughter of Chaddix. Because she's the daughter of Anne Whittle. So is Chaddix just like their Satan name? <laughs> it's their juggalo nickname. I don't know. It's <laughs> their, their stripper names. They took the you know, first street that they lived on and they're familiar put together. I'm waiting for, speaking of familiars, I'm waiting for you to bring up like specific animals. I'm very interested. Oh, well, so that's a good point. There is a black cat ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ghostly figure of a black cat that has been sighted near Pendle Hill and many believe it to be cursed or affiliated with witches who once lived there. Locals have reported unexplained occurrences such as bad luck and accidents following an encounter with the spectral feline. It's not blaming the cat for your bad choices. I know. Like, <laughs> Walk under a ladder. That negates it, right? If you do two things, like you see a black cat ghost and then you walk under a ladder, rig a mirror, kind of cancels things out, right? I always heard it compiles. Oh. I guess it depends on if you play Uno by compiling the plus four or canceling it out. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm just going to Uno reverse. Um, some maintain that the creature is a witch's familiar or a spirit taking the form of a black cat to haunt the mm. area. So like um, per- Professor McGonagall type thing. Yes. Great reference. But I feel like this is this one's a little bit more sinister than McGonagall. So she's not just upset about you being tardy to class. Right. She's not going to turn into a hard cracking but kind at heart professor who will offer you a biscuit. Correct. Don't get near the cat. <laughs> Might do some bad things to you. I didn't see anything else about a animal, mm. but I did uh, see something about a headless horseman. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we just keep getting headless horsemen. They're not just in Sleepy Hollow. I feel like this is the third time we've mentioned one. Uh, How many people lose their heads and stay on their horse? Is there a statistic somewhere? There should be. <laughs> Madonna fell off of her horse, but all she got was in a in bad English accent. So it's not the same, but it's similar. Uh, there is the headless horse, horseman often seen riding a ghostly steed through the countryside of Pendle Hill. Uh, this apparition is said to be the spirit of a man executed in the area centuries ago. And that came from Amy's crypt, um, which I've used before. Various eyewitnesses describe the headless horseman as terrifying, causing unease and dread among those who have encountered him. Well, something is missing and it's a big deal. Right. I feel like if I <laughs> like if I see something that's not that doesn't have its head, like it's a little disturbing, no matter the circumstance. Yeah, and so the only thing that I didn't get like a lot of like detail on the headless horseman so i'm wondering if, like if he's just headless or is like he, is he carrying his head that's more terrifying to me oh, you're yeah, just kind of like, like holding your head as you're riding through town and then if you, you have encounter to do it by the hair right exactly and then or the ear um you just you just you just, fush, you just he's just like fish hooking it like through his mouth <laughs> uh, just horrifying holding on by the nose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so it's like, and also like when you encounter it, does it just like, is it terrifying? Cause it's like, you just see it and it's like riding by. Is it, is it like stopping in front of you? If he does have his head, is his head talking to you? 
Is he yielding to pedestrians? No, I don't think. I wouldn't think so. I feel like he's not a law follower. No, he can't look both ways. Hello. So he should have 360 vision with that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning around. Swinging around. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there wasn't a lot of of details so that was kind of sad i'm just choosing to believe that he's carrying his head i feel like that's a little bit more spooky locals also say that there is a murky and seemingly ever-present fog that often shrouds pendle hill making it even more haunting and chilling Mm. Um, that could also just be where it is (laughs) so i don't think that the uk is necessarily known for their pleasant weather right (laughs) I mean, it could just be very foggy there. I don't know. Uh, other phenomenon, electronic devices frequently malfunction with batteries draining unexpectedly and equipment failing to work. A, a paranormal investigation by Lay highlighted the presence of unexplained energies and fluctuations detected by their equipment, which appeared to defy logical explanations, but Laylee.com did not have any proof of this, so I cannot confirm. Mm. While on the hill, they experienced everything from odd smells to feeling like they were being watched. There's a whole experience written up by one of the investigators um, that describes everything that they saw, and they show a few pictures of, like, I'll show you one, orbs and everything but they are also outside so i feel like with orb pictures you have to take it with a grain of salt when it comes to being outdoors rather than indoors Mm -hmm. especially if you're talking about foggy weather yeah and i'm not going to go into the whole blog post because Mm -hmm. you can i'll link it and you can read it yourself it's very long but it's mostly like i said in the synopsis they hear a lot of footsteps. They feel like they're being watched. It's very like Blair Witch Project. Mm. And they didn't get a lot of like disembodied voices or EVPs or anything. They even say like they ran their equipment. They didn't hear anything. And then they she took this one picture of the fog, which I'll show you. And she is claiming that there's a face in it and i'll show you the one where she circled said face as well yeah (laughs) it's like it's like she found a face in the mist that's like like her brother was like oh that seems kind of (laughs) witchy um so i don't know if i feel like it's like a legit I think it might be a case of that phenomenon that we've talked about a couple of times. When you're looking for something, you find it? Uh, Well, the brain naturally makes faces, senses of things that don't make sense. It tries to make things familiar. So you're going to find faces and things that don't have faces. Yeah. And this is like, this really reminded me of like, like laying on your back and looking at the clouds and finding shapes and stuff. Um, Not to say that there couldn't be a witch yelling at you through the fog it just it's really hard to justify this as a true piece of evidence when it's kind of so subjective here's the original picture without it being blown up Mm. i mean it's pretty spooky but i don't know if it's you could call it truly haunted no i think we've seen more compelling evidence as far as faces go And then I found this Reddit video that was like, we felt surrounded in the witch's wood on Pendle Hill. Was it ghosts or just an animal creeping us out? Which is a fair thing to ask. And I will go ahead and put this to you if it works. Mm -hmm. I just love how the guy, the cameraman is like, we've enjoyed this. We are great. We're going to, we're going to go. We're going (laughs) to. So this has been fun. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to leave. I mean, it does sound creepy. You can hear obvious like twigs breaking and everything, but they like, like they said, it could be just an animal kind of walking around the woods. I don't know what kind of animals are there, but 
it could just be i don't know i don't want to say the wrong thing do you guys have wolves in the, the uk what's that uh what's have... that wolf though the oh the hound of what is it called the hound of baskerville is that what oh it's yeah maybe i mean oh, foxes i feel like you have foxes there so maybe we're so fox. uncultured <laughs> i don't know but either way, it could just be an animal, but it is really creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of No, I would definitely place. have said the same thing. It's time to go. Yeah. And then the most haunted episode. Like I said, I watched some of it on YouTube and I will link the YouTube. There's something really that I could see that's worth kind of showing you. They do a little experiment in a place called the Witch's Cottage with a bike that they set up like a children's bike and then they put one of those like cat balls beside it to try to get to a, a child ghost that they say is there to interact but it never really does they did get like they get like what they claim to be footsteps and knocking but i have my headphones on i can't really hear that so it's not like something i should think that you should hear because there's really i can't i can't really hear it mm-hmm. They're hearing it in real time, but it just, it doesn't seem like it's picking up very well in the recording. And then they mentioned somebody named David, who was also haunting the witch's cottage, but they didn't really say and go into detail of maybe how he died. Just the first name of David. Okay. And that is it. That's all I have for you. As far as ghosts. Wow. It's mainly just... There's definitely ghosts here in every building, and it's all the witches. Mm. And this black cat and the headless horseman. Well, I guess we'll get into the history of this place when we get back. All right, be right back. Hey, I'm Shan. And I'm Troy. And we are going on a little murder road trip. Where every Sunday we take you to a new state alphabetically to tell you the story of murder, spooks, and everything in between. Yes, join us every Sunday for bad jokes, murder, and ghosts. It doesn't get much better than that. So grab your snackies, get on in, and we're going to go on a murder road trip. We're back. Here we go. I guess we'll just jump right in. Yes, let's. So this hill, in case you're curious, have you seen like an actual picture of it? No. I mean, I've seen the fog. Obviously. I've seen some of the buildings like pride rock kind of looming over everything else yeah it's pretty big Mm -hmm. it sits 1827 feet above sea level which is 395 meters for our uk friends so this is a mountain according to georgia requirements because kennesaw mountain is 1808 So this hill is taller than Kennesaw Mountain. So we just need to call it Kennesaw Hill. Kendra would agree with you. (laughs) Apparently, the name is also weird because every part of the name means hill. Oh. In the 13th century, it was called Penhull. Pen means like P-E-N is cumbric for hill. Okay. And the hull part also means hill and then hill means hill so essentially this is like the 13th century version of asking for a chai tea or ask or saying atm machine or pin number or rip in peace (laughs) (laughs) so this is the hill 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 (laughs) there's talk that a bronze age burial site was discovered at the summit of the hill but Wiki said that there's a better source that's needed, so that claim is a little sketch. We can't confirm that. So you're lying. No, just, just kidding. But don't worry, there's a whole lot of other information. There's also this fun lore about the devil. Yes. Uh, he once didn't come down to Georgia. He went to England, England first. Oh. He jumped from Hamilton Hill to a ridge overlooking Sabden on the southwest slope of Pendle. And that is what left those big indents, because those are his footprints in the sandstone. Hmm, interesting. From there, he gathered rocks in an apron, because I guess 
that was his attire and then went the short distance to apron full <laughs> and threw a boulder at Clithrow Castle. Damn. But the apron string broke and it caused the boulder to land near Pendleton and created the pile of rocks that are still there today. He was busy with his aprons, but he needed to sew better. Yeah. So we have three main things that happened at Pendle Hill Hill. Quakers, weather, and witches. Okay. George Fox was the founder of the Religious Society of Friends, which is also known as the Quakers. And I would rather hang out with witches than Quakers. I'm just putting that out right now. Okay, go ahead. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, our Quaker listeners probably aren't very large. Well. And that, no, no offense to the Quakers. I just would rather hang out with a witch, I think. That's just my personal preference. Well, this is going to go back to <laughs> the... I love your oats. Please don't hate me. <laughs> this is not the only time that oats are going to get brought up in this podcast. Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm just going to hand that little snippet to you. Put it Perfect. in your pocket. Okay. So he was quoted as saying, as we traveled, we came near a very great hill called Pendle Hill. Hill. And I was moved of the Lord to go up top of it, which I did with difficulty. It was so very steep and high. Yes. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was come to the top, I saw the sea bordering upon Lan- Lancashire. So sorry. From the top of this hill. The Lord let me see in what places he had a great people to be gathered. Mm-hmm. So he had like a revelation once he huffed and puffed up the top of this hill. He's been to the mountaintop. That is chapter six of his autobiography. If you're taking notes for when you want to read the book. Mm-hmm. Quakers still do pilgrimages to pil- do pilgrimages. They still take pilgrimages. They travel to Pendle Hill. Okay. To this day, apparently. So now we're going to talk about the weather. Okay. Lots of fog. This might have something to do with it. So we're going to talk about Richard Townley. He was a mathematician. Okay. A natural philosopher and astronomer. Okay. Henry Power of Halifax was Richard Townley's family physician and also friend. Good to have both. But... They shared enthusiasm for experimentation. And so on April 27th, 1661, they were like, you know, it would be fun. Let's take a barometer that Evangelista Torricelli Hmm. made in 1643. And let's go check out the air pressure differences at the altitudes on Pendle Hill because it's rather tall and steep and rocky as Mm -hmm. george fox mentioned so because of this they took that barometer to the top of this hill and they were able to see a relationship between the density of air and its pressure Mm -hmm. so a big finding happened at the top of this fun science science now what we're all here for let's talk witches all of the witches the trials of the pendle witches in 1612 are apparently some of the most famous witch trials in English history, like we said. Right. And We're they are some dumb. of the... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's some of the best recorded of the 17th century. There's lots of records. Hmm. So I'm thinking it is like maybe the Salem witch trials of England. Okay. There were 12 that were accused that lived in the surrounding areas, and they were charged with the murders of 10 people. Damn. All but two were tried at Lancaster. Lancaster. Mm-hmm. We're in, but Pendle Hills in Lancashire, right? Yes. Okay. There's two different places. It's confusing. They're very close. Okay. Like <laughs> word-wise. <laughs> oh, okay. They sound similar. I don't know. Travel-wise, I haven't looked at a map. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have multiple cities and states that are named the same thing. So we're not much better. Anyway, go ahead. They were tried at Lancaster, like these trials on August 18th and 19th in 1612. And this happened along with the Samsbury witches. 
Both of those together have become known as the Lancashire witch trials. Gotcha. Link- Lincolnshire. Now I, there's gotcha. so many shires and none, <laughs> no hobbits. <laughs> so one was tried in York on July 27, 1612, and another died in prison. So of the 11 who actually went to trial, nine women and two men, 10 were found guilty and executed by hanging, and one was found not guilty. Was the man? No. Oh, okay, good. I mean, not good, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was a publication of the proceedings by the clerk of the court called The Wonderful Discovery of Witches in the County of Lancaster. But apparently it wasn't very wonderful because they killed a lot of people. I'm pretty sure they didn't consider it wonderful. <laughs> but the amount of hanged victims from these trials is kind of weird for the time because the witch trials lasted from early like the early 15th century to the early 18th century. Right. And in those 300 years, which is insane to think about that this went on that long. But in those 300 years, there were less than 500 executions. Wow. So the trials of Lancashire made up more than 2% of the total executions in those 300 years. Wow. Well, they must have really done it. I think you're going to be shocked with how this actually like works itself out. Okay. It was an interesting read and very long. So I'm going <laughs> to, this is summarized and it's still long. So sorry, guys. So six of the Pendle witches came from one of two families in each of those families were headed by a woman in her 80s. So there's like a matriarch going on here. Okay. Elizabeth Southerns is at the top, and that was the one known as Demdike. Okay. Her daughter was Elizabeth Device, and her grandchildren, James and Eliza Device, those were the accused of this family. Okay. I'll then there's Anne Whittle which is Shaddix, and then her daughter, Anne Redfern. Gotcha. The others that were accused were Jane Bullock and her son, John Bullock, Alice Nutter, Catherine Hewitt, Alice Gray, and Janae Preston. Okay. The witches in question seem to have been traditional healers, like in real life. Okay. And they used herbal medicine and charms. Apparently, most of these allegations arose from accusations that members of the Demdike and Shaddix families had against each other. And there's speculation that this happened because it was just a way to get rid of the competition. Instead of, you know, out-marketing them, you just accused them of witchcraft and had them hung. Gotcha. So it's like a Hatfield-McCoy kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you could say so. Just eliminating the competition and eliminating your family feud Mm -hmm. so i thought this was interesting just to give you some background of the political environment at the time Mm -hmm. this is the time of king james the first he was super interested in protestant theology because obviously at this time the royal family had separated from catholicism Mm -hmm. and he ended up focusing a lot of his time on the theology of witchcraft Mm -hmm. But I guess he had too much of a good thing because by the early 1590s, he had become convinced that he was being plotted against by the Scottish witches. Mm -hmm. After a visit to Denmark, he attended the trial in 1590 of the North Burwich witches who were convicted of using witchcraft to send a storm against the ship that carried he and his wife back to Scotland. Wow. After a year of being on the throne, he put out a law imposing the death penalty in cases where it was proven that harm had been caused through the use of magic or corpses had been exhumed for magical purposes. Which sounds ridiculous, but we did cover vampires a long time ago where people were actually digging people up, thinking that they were still alive. And And that tooth had to come from somewhere. This is true. So in early 1612... The year that all these trials happened, every justice of the peace in Lancashire was ordered to compile a list of people who refused to attend the English church and take communion, which was a criminal offense at that time. Oh. Roger Noel was justice of the peace for Pendle. It was during this time that a complaint was made 
to him by the family of John Law. John Law was a peddler, and he had claimed to be injured by witchcraft. Gotcha. So then this kind of started like a snowball effect. So this is a summary. First, you have Demdike, which is the matriarch of her family, and she was a known witch to the area for 50 years. Like, she, that's what she said she was. Her granddaughter, Allison Device, was on her way to Trodden Forest when she saw John Law, a peddler from Halifax. She asked him for some pins, and not like to write her name. These were 17th century pins that were made of metal and handmade, and they were usually used for healing, mostly warts, okay, and divination and love magic. Mm. They were very sought after, and they were very expensive too. But John was like, "Nah, I don't feel like getting these out of my bag. You're not going to make a sale." Well, it's kind of like up in the air of if she was begging for the pins or if she had the money and if she did have Uh, the money if he didn't want to like take all of his pack off just for these like small like this small exchange gotcha but regardless she wanted them she wasn't getting them so then the devil showed up oh okay as a dog oh yeah and it offered to to make john lame and not like you're lame because you won't sell me these pens. No, but like, like laid so out. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't walk. Yeah. A few minutes later, she saw John stumble slightly and fall. There's speculation that he might have had a stroke. Yikes. <laughs> he did that's manage he to make said, it. That's why he saw a talking dog that was the devil. He might have smelled toast. <laughs> uh, he managed to make it to a nearby inn, and he was like, well, that was weird. But he left it at that. Like, he was like, I'm not going to make, like, a big deal about this. Mm-hmm. Allison, on the other other hand, was like, (laughs) I'm a fucking wizard, Harry. And she was super convinced of her powers, but she kind of felt bad. So she did end up going to John and apologize for what happened. And like, I'm sorry, I told that dog to make you not be able to walk. Yeah, Allison, I am the brightest witch of my age. And it's really hard for me. And I'm sorry. I was was having a bad day. Yes. So... Once this investigation happened, because I guess John's family went to Roger and was like, my grandpa was just like made lame by this talking dog. Can you go do something about this? Come on. She said she was sorry. Let it go. But once these people were investigated, they just like came out and talked about it. So Allison, her mother, Elizabeth, and her brother, James, were all summoned to appear before the Justice of Peace on the 30th of March, 1612. Mm-hmm. Allison. She's like, yeah, I sold my soul to the devil. What of it? And she also told him to make John, John Law lame after he called her a thief. Her brother, James, said that his sister had also confessed to bewitching a local child. Oof. Elizabeth was a little bit more reserved, and she only said that her mother, which was Demdike, had a mark on her body, something that many, including Noel, would have regarded as having been left by the devil after he sucked her blood. Ooh, the devil is a vampire now. When they were questioned about Anne Whittle, which is Shaddix, the matriarch of the other family, rumored to be around in witchcraft allison that's when she saw the opportunity to get mm. revenge to throw him under the bus there's apparently some potential like blood bad blood between the two families dating back to 1601 when a member of shaddix's family broke into malkin tower the home of the devices which is the other family and stole some stuff that was worth about one pound, which is equivalent to about 117 pounds when this was written in 2018. Oh. Allison accused Shaddix of murdering four men by witchcraft and of killing her father, John Device, who had died in 1601. She mm. claimed that her father had been so frightened of old Shaddix that he had agreed to give her eight pounds of oatmeal each year. Oh my gosh. Her- I told you this was going to be the only time oats got brought up. <laughs> Eight pounds of oatmeal. He got it from the Quakers. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> they just like left it at the top of the hill every year as like yeah. a an ode, like a thank you to God. And 
John's like, hey, you know, this oatmeal shows up every year. I'm just going to give it to the scary people down there. In the fog parts, it's like a, it's like a leprechaun and a rainbow, but it's just the fog and Quaker oats. And it's just the fog parts each year, and he sees it at the top of the hill, and he goes and gets it. And... It wasn't a leprechaun the entire time. <laughs> it was the Quaker Oats. It was man. Quakers. <laughs> um, but no, he gave her eight pounds of oatmeal each year in return for her promise not to hurt his family. The okay. meal was handed over every year until that year before John's death. And on his deathbed, John claimed that his sickness had, had been caused by Shaddix. Because she didn't get her oatmeal. He didn't give her the oatmeal. Damn. So jumping back to the trials on April 2nd, Demdike, Shaddix, and Shaddix's daughter, Anne Redfern, were summoned to appear before Noel. Both Demdike and I feel like somebody's going to come out and be like, that's not how you say that name. Um, oh but, well, <laughs> and Shaddix it makes sense to me in my brain. <laughs> so at this point, both old women were blind and in their eighties. Okay, but they were like, eh, "I'm old, fuck it," and they both gave complete confessions. Dimdike claimed that she had given her soul to the devil twenty years previously, and Shaddix said that she had given her soul to a quote. Thing like a Christian man on his promise that she would not lack anything and get revenge on anyone she desired. Mm. Although Anne Redfern made no confession, Demdike said that she had seen her making clay figures. Oh, so she was making like, uh, what are they called? Gormagons or something? What are they called? You guys know what I'm talking about. They're called golems. Gormagons. They're called golems. What the heck is a gormagon? I don't know what a gormagon is. No, it is, have, it's a thing. It's a thing. Did I make it up? What, what gormagon? What is a gormagon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the evil guy from Bones. <laughs> We're just talking about Bones this weekend. <laughs> she made a gormagon and then he came back to haunt temperance brennan so many years later (laughs) oh no (laughs) this is how tired i am (laughs) i met golem i know what you meant (laughs) i just like how you're so tired your brain reached into like the darkest depths of of season three of bones (laughs) i was like this is what you needed this is what you this is this is the right answer right here you go (laughs) um you were you were close i was close it had a g (laughs) oh my god uh anyway no she was like no that girl over there has been making these weird clay dolls and then margaret crook another witness seen by noel that day also claimed that her brother had fallen sick and died after having a disagreement with redfern Mm. and that he had frequently blamed her for his illness Mm. based on the evidence and confessions that he obtained noel committed demdike shaddix and redford and allison device to lancaster to be tried for maleficium which is causing harm by witchcraft at the next trial. So afterward, after this cluster, mm-hmm. there was this meeting at Malkin Tower for Good Friday, which was the home of the Demdikes. This big cat gathering of people caught the attention of Roger Noel, and he decided to go check out this party. Apparently okay. somebody stole like a sheep or something for good friday meal which is like i feel like it's kind of counterintuitive but i guess if you're a practicing witch anyway it doesn't really matter if you're celebrating good friday well regardless this resulted in eight more people being accused of witchcraft and committed for a trial elizabeth device james device alice nutter Catherine hewitt john bullock jane bullock Alice Gray, and Janae Preston. These people weren't even involved until this meeting at Malkin Tower. So he was just kind of like high on power at this point. Um, I don't even know. Because see, you're, 
I feel like it's hard to look at this without the Salem witch trials in the back of our head, Mm -hmm. but these people were like living this, like this was their reality. Like they were witches. So I don't even know if it's just like him feeling like he's high on power. If it's just him feeling like he's doing his job, Mm -hmm. not to say that his job should have been doing like being done to begin with, because it's crazy that people were actually killed for this, but like, that mentality i think was not so like abuse of power it was really just him like well these people have already been accused of witchcraft like this whole family so maybe i need to go see this big big ass gathering with all these people right so the pendle witches were tried at a group that also included the samsbury witches which is jane southworth Janae. Brarely, Alan Brearley, and the charges that they had against them included child murder, cannibalism, mm-hmm. and Margaret Pearson was the Padahim witch. I'm not familiar with that, but she was facing her third trial for witchcraft, this time for killing a horse. Of course, of and course. then Isabel Robbie from Wendell was accused of using witchcraft to cause sickness. So it's just like a cluster. So Janae Preston was the first to be tried at York and she was charged with murder by witchcraft and she pled not guilty. She had already been tried for murdering a child by witchcraft uh, like two years prior. The evidence was something like she went to go see the body after the child had died and the body started like leaking blood, which weird shit happens after a body is decomposing. Right. But people were like, you're a witch body bleeding but she was found not guilty for that but this time it didn't work out in her favor and she was found guilty and sentenced to hanging which took place july 29th Mm. at the present site of the york race course all the others had their trials the 18th and 19th of august in 1612 so first was ann whittle who was shaddix she was accused of the murder of robert nutter (laughs) butter (laughs) <laughs> she pleaded not guilty, but the confession that she had made to Roger Noel, which was likely done under torture because, you know, that is kind of the fucked up time, was yeah. read out in court. And the evidence against her was presented by James Robinson, who had lived with the Shaddix family for 20 years earlier. He claimed to remember that Nutter had accused Shaddix of turning his beer sour. <laughs> Damn. And that she commonly believed to be a witch. She broke down and admitted her guilt calling on God for forgiveness and the judges to be merciful to her daughter, Anne Redfern. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Device was charged with the murders of James Robinson, John Robinson, and then she was charged together with Alice Nutter and Demdike for the murder of Henry Mitten. Mm. Elizabeth was like, I am absolutely innocent of this. I didn't do it. But the clerk that wrote this book had recorded that this odious witch suffered from a facial deformity resulting in her left eye being set lower than her right. Oh, no. So I think this was kind of a discriminatory situation. Like, she just had, like, Bell's palsy or something. (laughs) And they were like, you're a witch. And because witches have deformities, I guess. So the main witness against... Elizabeth was her daughter, Janae, who was about nine years old. When Janae was brought into the courtroom and asked to stand up and give evidence against her mother, Elizabeth saw this and saw her child making accusations that are condemning. Mm -hmm. She began to curse and scream at her daughter, forcing the judges to have her removed from the courtroom before the evidence could even be heard. Janae was then placed on the table and stated that she believed that her mother had been a witch for three or four years. This girl is nine, just to remind you. Yeah. Uh, She also scared out of her mind. Yeah, absolutely. She also said her mother had a familiar called Ball who appeared in the shape of a brown dog. Hmm. Janae claimed to have witnessed conversations between Ball and her mother in which Ball had been asked to help with various murders. James Device also gave evidence against his mother saying that that he had seen her making a clay figure of Gormagon <laughs> of one of her victims, John Robinson. And so therefore, Elizabeth Device was found guilty. 
James Device, even though he gave evidence to his mother, pleaded not guilty to the murders by witchcraft of Anne Townley and John Duckworth. Goodness, these last names. It, they're just a lot. This, this whole story is like all over the place. <laughs> However, he had also made a confession to Noble, which was also read out in court. That and the evidence given against him by his sister, Janae, who said that she had seen her brother asking a black dog he had conjured to help him kill Townley, was enough to persuade the jury to also find him guilty. Mm. So this family is just, like, condemning black each dog. other. Yeah. The trials of the three Sa- Samsbury witches were heard before Anne Redfern's first appearance in court, and she was tried... For the murder of Robert Nutter, but the evidence wasn't enough, so she was acquitted. However, her second trial didn't work out so well for Robert Nutter's father, Christopher, which she also pleaded not guilty. But in Demdike's statement to Noel, she accused Anne of having made clay figures of the Nutter family, and witnesses were called to testify that Anne was a witch more dangerous than her mother, they said. She refused to admit her guilt like to the very end and she didn't give any sort of evidence or witness testimony to any of the others on trial, but she was still found guilty. Jane Bullock and her son, John Bullock were accused and found guilty of murder by witchcraft craft of Janae Dean. They both denied that they had attended the meeting at Malkin tower, but Janae device identified Jane as having been one of those present and John was the one who stole the sheep to roast on the spit. Yeah. So they were both found guilty. Mm. Alice Nutter was one of the like more unusual ones because she was pretty wealthy. Mm-hmm. And she was the widow of a tenant farmer. She made no statement like pretty much at all aside from entering her plea of not guilty. Mm-hmm. She was charged with the murder of Henry Mitten by witchcraft. It was said that she, together with Dem Dyke and Elizabeth Vice, had caused Mitten's death after he had refused to give Dem Dyke a penny she had begged from him. Mm. The only evidence against her was James Device claimed Dem Dyke told him of the murder, and Janae Device said that Alice had been present at the Malkin Tower meeting. Alice may have also called in on one meeting in the Malkin Tower on her way to a secret and illegal Good Friday Catholic service Mm. and refused to speak for fear of incriminating her fellow Catholics. Many of the Nutter family were Catholics and two had been executed as Jesuit priests. But she was found guilty. Uh, Catherine Hewitt Hewitt was also found guilty of the murder of Ann Folds. Alice Gray was accused with Catherine Hewitt of the murder of Ann Folds. Um, there wasn't really a big account of her trial. Was she found guilty? No. Oh, okay. She so was she... in the list of those found not guilty. So she was the one who made it out. Uh, can you imagine watching everybody get guilty verdicts and you're like sweating bullets and then you get a not gu- guilty and you're just the relief and the also like just fear for everybody else that you have? Right. Allison Device, who was the beginning of all of this event, all of these events mm-hmm. was charged with causing harm by witchcraft. The thing that made her trial unique was that she was confronted by her alleged victim, John law. Right. She does seem to have genuinely believed that she did really do this. And when John was brought into court, she fell to her knees in tears and confessed. Wow. And she was also found guilty. And that was the end of the trials. Everybody died. um historian john swain has said that the outbreaks of witchcraft in and around pendle demonstrate the extent to which people could make a living either by posing as a witch or by accusing or threatening to accuse others of being a witch people would do that it would almost turn into well i mean it wouldn't it would it would be a form of extortion of like i want something from you it would be a shame if somebody said you were a witch said you were a witch he said, although it's implicit in a much in much of the literature on witchcraft that the accused were victims, often mentally or physically abnormal, mm-hmm. for some at least, it may have been a trade like any other, just with some significant risks. 
because like I said earlier, like these people were also healers. They would do more traditional like herbal medicine. Mm -hmm. People get freaked out when you start putting plants on their wounds. Yeah. Although it's Um, like the 1600s. Like what else are you supposed to do? Sorry. Just saying. Take communion. Well, I guess not. Not in this time. You would also die from that. Exactly. So in August of 2012, we're jumping up a few hundred years. Long time. A world record for the largest group dressed as witches was set by 482 people mm-hmm. who walked up Pendle Hill, bless their hearts, on which the date 1612 had been installed in 400-foot-tall numbers by artist Felipe Hanford using horticultural oh fleece. Mm. The Bishop of Burnley... The Reverend John Goddard had objected to the appearance of the numerals as what he saw as a lighthearted celebration of an injustice and oppression. Because, I mean, I guess Catholics were also persecuted at that time. Persecuted. Uh, you know what? Catholics have. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but there are those numbers. Wow. Isn't that impressive? Yes. That's very impressive. And those that. Is the trial of the Pendle Hill witches. Very cool. Very interesting. Very long. Very long. Did any airplanes crash here? Oh, they did. Uh, February really? 6, 1944. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was an American and Australian who died. That is interesting and surprising. I thought that was bullshit. <laughs> I have it pulled up. Neither one of their names were David. Well, she didn't say that in the cot- the witch's cottage that it was David, the airman or anything. She just said mm-hmm. there was a spirit named David. Although you didn't have any David in your witch stuff Mm-mm. either. So I don't know where he came from. Just a lot of John and Janae's. <laughs> Lots of Janae's and Anne's and Elizabeth's. They just recycled names back then. They did. I mean, based on your evidence, I don't think that this place is haunted. I do. Fuck yeah, I do. You do? Yes. Just I just feel like anywhere where like a lot of witch shit went down has to have some sort of haunting stained into some sort of building there. Maybe not all of Pendle Hill, but I'm sure there's like the I would be tower. like yeah. I was gonna say I'd be more inclined to say like maybe the tower, Malkin Tower. Yeah. would have made more sense and that but is like, where that is where the tooth fell on the ouija board so but still cool to go i would go yeah, yeah. i probably wouldn't make it up the hill i can't even make it up kennesaw mountain i can't even so. make it up the stairs half the time so but we'll uh, admire it from the bottom yes we will and like that's not a self-deprecating joke Jennifer and I went up to that one at that St. Simon's <laughs> Lighthouse and she can attest how I almost died going up those stairs. So. You should have brought your freaking <laughs> inhaler, man. I didn't know it was going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't make it up Pendle Hill, but very cool. Nonetheless. Yeah. Super neat. Where are we going next week? Next week, we're going to back to the United States because we're just trading off, I guess, at this point. Um, and we are going to be in Indiana. Yes. Yep. Can't wait. Cannot wait. What's your sage moment? I am almost done with school. I know I've said it the last like three episodes, but this time it's really almost done. I'm going to be done this week done on friday done on friday i'm so excited um and i also got to see you and your precious angel babe yeah just a few days ago yes we didn't record that then this then because we were just hanging out but yeah that's like my sage moment that you came down and met my baby it was a good hangout sesh it was a good hangout session and i did use you for your arms a little bit to hold my baby <laughs> i did not so, mind um so i appreciate that but yeah good sage moment good piggybacking sage moment because i had fun this weekend too seeing your face it was a good weekend in person 
We'll have to do it again when I don't have 500 assignments to get done. Yes. We're going to plan for the <laughs> summer sometime, but yeah. that's it. That's it. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, we love getting suggestions from you guys. Be sure to send us your recommendations of stories to cover, locations to visit, ghost tours to go on, and all that good stuff. You can send it to hauntedorhoaxpod at gmail.com or DM us on social. Yeah, you can find all of our links to social as well as episodes and blogs on our website, hauntedorhoax.com. And if you feel like helping us out, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or just drop us a few stars on Spotify. Bye. Bye.